A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Betsy, top yes. of the morning to you. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really well. You survived Thanksgiving. I did survive Thanksgiving, thankfully. Did you thrive during Thanksgiving? Did you have a great time? Um, It was a little chaotic. There's always a lot of people and a lot of things to do. Mm-hmm. And since my grandma is getting older and refuses to relinquish the Thanksgiving traditions and the cooking of the food, yeah, you just have to step in. I mean, yeah. at 85, she can't keep pulling a 30-pound turkey out of the oven. So, Good you know. grief. At 46, I shouldn't be pulling a turkey. <laughs> Out of the oven. That's what I have children for. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I make all my kids do my heavy lifting for me. You know, the thing I've realized, okay, so I have this, it'll I'll make it very quick. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the Great British Bake Off, and they have those fantastic ovens. Which is what? A television show? Yeah, it it's from the UK. Anyway, I watch that all the time. Love that show. But they have ovens where the door folds in like under the oven, so you don't have to lean over the oven door to try to pull the turkey out. Doesn't People- like our us with arms that have yes. really quite small I know. reach. Well, why hasn't someone come up with an oven like that? I have to bend like over just to get to my belt buckle because my little <laughs> arms are short. So That's getting sad. a turkey out of the oven, I know. I need two reaching wands. If anyone knows of someone who makes ovens, please put that out there that you can only buy them in the UK. I checked and you cannot get them in the US. Right. I would so pay you're... almost anything for that oven. Well. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Okay. Almost. Betsy's willing to go to the vault and yes. <laughs> crank out the cash for uh-huh. an oven with the door that folds in or something, right? It's so much more practical. Yeah, it just I'm makes just, more sense. You know, with Thanksgiving, a lot of people got ready to decorate. I yeah. mean, probably a, f- a fair amount have decorated. Yes. But for the procrastinators, Me. we've actually got a bonus for you. Yes. Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates are going to join us in the studio. They're from Jennifer Butler Design, and they're going to talk about some things you can do this holiday to make your home just a little bit more festive. And also, they have a warning of something you should not do around the holiday. Exactly. We're also going to be talking about some paint tools at the end from Worcester Brush Company. Yep. More importantly and more exciting is we're going to launch a contest where we're giving away almost $600 worth of games, paint supplies, and assorted goodies to one lucky winner. And we're going to tell you how you can get in on that contest and hopefully win and get some hand-delivered good stuff Mm -hmm. on December 24. Right. And now is not only the season to be jolly, but it's also the season for frozen and burst pipes. Right. Let's face it. kids just saw Frozen. (laughs) Yeah, this is a different kind of Frozen. This is the catastrophic kind of Frozen. When you go away and you come back and there's water everywhere. Right. Pipes that freeze and then potentially burst because of the pressure. Yep. It can be devastating. State Farm, what's that number? They said that the claims data shows that in 2018, they had claims over $270 million worth. Yeah, from frozen and burst pipes. Terrible, terrible damage. It's one of the most catastrophic things that can happen in a home. Mm -hmm. The homes that are most susceptible, you know, new homes can have this. Yeah. But more susceptible are going to be people in mobile homes, homes with crawl spaces, and poorly insulated older houses. All of those are especially susceptible. Also think about vacant houses. You know, if Mm -hmm. you've got a house for sale or for rent and nobody's in there. 
which is what vacant means. <laughs> right. And also houses left empty during the winter months when yeah. people flee Michigan. Right. So we want to help everyone out there not have this problem, not to come back from your Christmas vacation to water everywhere. So we made a list of some of the things that you can do to hopefully avoid that. And we went over it with Brad Krause from Service Professor, and he gave us a thumbs up on that, added a couple of things. So Yeah, we want to make sure that we're right. Well, of course we Just do. We don't want to be wrong. Is good. <laughs> Making sure it's right is yeah, better. That's critical. So anyway, some of the things that you can do right now to make sure that you do everything you can to prevent this kind of issue in your house mm-hmm. are to insulate any exposed supply pipes that you've got running along exterior walls. Yeah. Uh, pipe insulation can cost as little as 50 cents per linear foot. And make a note that even if you do this, it doesn't guarantee that your pipes won't freeze and burst. It just helps make it less likely that that will happen. Right. Now, there is a, a potential issue with that mm-hmm. is that pipes can still freeze with insulation. Right. And now they're harder to thaw because right. of the insulation. Right. So bear that in mind. It's kind of a double-edged sword, but it seems a little more beneficial than it is negative. Right. You can also use some heat tape along with that insulation. If you want to go that route, we recommend that you call a plumber to make sure that you're getting the right one for what you're doing, because there are different ones out there with different specifications. So make sure you call a plumber before you do that. And just to understand the whole installation process. Right. All right. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing you need to do is to just make sure that you maintain a more consistent room temperature throughout the house. Yeah. If you plan on leaving and going on vacation, don't set your heat below 55 degrees. Always keep it 55 and higher. And at night, I know a lot of people set back their heat. It's actually recommended that you keep your home at consistent temperature all day long and all night long. Don't turn it back at night. Right. Now, another thing along these lines of maintaining a consistent temperature throughout the home Mm -hmm. is to open doors, all the interior doors, not your exterior door. (laughs) Right. That's counterproductive. Yes. But the interior doors, don't close off rooms because they're not used. Right. That's a tendency. Yeah. Again, close those off and close vents off is what we think is going to help save us money. Mm -hmm. For this issue, you're better to open those doors so that you fill the house with a consistent temperature. Right. And cabinet doors, especially along exterior walls where you've got plumbing, open those during the evenings, Mm -hmm. during the nights for sure, to hopefully get some of that room air into that cabinet space and keep those pipes warm. Because the magic number, really, when it comes to this pipes freezing and and eventually bursting Mm -hmm. is 20 degrees. Once we hit 20 degrees and lower, the issues start to crop up. Right. So when we hit those nights and mm-hmm. we know they're coming. Yes, they are. It would be a good thing to go and open the doors, open the cabinet doors and just do yourself that one extra favor and hopefully prevent some of this issue from happening. Right. Another thing you can do is turn your faucets on to a full very blast. No, to Not a very slow trickle. I remember growing up as a kid, we used to have to do this every night. Leave the water dripping. Okay, mom. Hey, my kitchen sink does that automatically. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Then you're just fine. I'm ready for winter. <laughs> right. So by leaving a slow trickle on, you actually relieve the pressure in that pipe and that's going to help keep those pipes from freezing up on you. Or at least from bursting is the idea. Right. Hopefully you've eliminated some of that pressure because that's the issue that happens. Yes. People think it's the the water freezes and then expands and bursts the pipe. It's actually the pressure built up behind the frozen spot. Right. Now, another thing you can do is to locate and seal cracks, holes, and all those little areas where cold gets into your home. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm especially thinking about the sill plate in the basement. 
Right. A ton of cold air can come in. We've heard stories where cold air coming in from a drafty window onto an exposed pipe mm-hmm. froze that pipe yeah. in a heated basement. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And it burst and there's a problem. So seal those areas up. Now, there's a ton of other stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the whole list of all of that in the show notes. Yes. And you can check it out there. Right. Now, coming up after the break, we're in the studio with Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates talking about Christmas decorating. That's next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, you've been waiting for this probably all year long. You're, well, since last December, I yeah. would say. Well, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> pretty much we're there. Uh-huh. Christmas is your time. It is my time. Absolutely love it. You, mm-hmm. Your grandma like really goes to town. You've talked about that before. When it comes yes. to decorating. It might as well be Santa's workshop in her house because everything gets changed. Her towels, her napkins, her you curtains. You said shower curtains yeah. and things like that. Oh, oh, absolutely. Every everything. single... Everything. The china cabinet is yeah, redone All of the china comes out and Christmas china goes in there. It is incredible. Today we want to talk about entertaining and decorating for the holidays. And to help us do that, we have invited... Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates from Jennifer Butler Design here. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Good morning. So everyone has their own idea of how to decorate and how to entertain for the holidays. And I have heard the horror stories before. People have said, oh, I want my kitchen redone before, sometimes it's before Thanksgiving, and I'm sitting there thinking, you got to be crazy. Um, sometimes it's just before Christmas because I have all these people coming. First, I want to start with your thoughts on that. I'm going to say the best choice is probably going to be plan ahead. (laughs) I think people wait until the last minute and they don't realize how long it takes to do it well. If you want a quick fix and you just want to paint the wall, it's possible. Maybe change a few accessories. But I would just, you know, go crazy with planning for your event. Leave the surroundings as is and plan ahead and really to be able to execute it well and effectively. You need time and to invite, you know, an architect and a builder and a designer and to make sure that everyone has ample time to really do their part and make it happen for you. Mm -hmm. You need at least six months to start that project rather than trying to just do it really quickly before the holidays. It's going to cost you a lot more money. It's going to be, you know, to be able to do things quickly. And then it's not as effective because everyone's rushing to get it done for you as opposed to taking the, you know, doing the best job, making it the highest quality. Does that happen to you guys? Do you get those phone calls saying... Hey. Inevitably, every year, oh, really? there's every always year. someone who thinks that, uh, I, I just think they don't realize how much time it takes to do it well. And how busy contractors and designers right. and architects are. Right. We, yeah. we see that on the paint end of things. You know, somebody wants their kitchen painted mm-hmm. next week, you know, because it seems like the time to do it. Right. So I'm going to just go get a painter. And we're finding in this economy, you don't do that. We know a number of painters who are a year to two years out. And I think that is absolutely incredible. So you have to wait two years for a painter. But some of them are months out. I mean, 
So plan ahead. Yeah. That's the big thing. Plan ahead. That is the biggest thing to really do it well and get your ideas across, be able to execute fully. Yes, for sure. Cre- I would interject, create a plan too, actually. Yes, That's, create a plan. If, if there's one reason to hire a design professional for a home project or a business remodel or just to help you with your holiday design and decorating, it's to create a plan. You know, you can't go anywhere without a roadmap. Otherwise, you're just driving aimlessly. Um, and like you're going riding to, with me. Yeah, you're going to inevitably get lost. Then Dan's going to be like, I got this. But mm-hmm. you know you're going to end up in the woods somewhere <laughs> without cell service. Yeah. Okay, now let's just assume that no one out there is going to be able to get their living room and their kitchen and their dining room all redone. But they still want to decorate for the holidays. I mean, it's what well, we And we like want to do, do more than what we've done in the past. Because normally what a lot of people do is we pull the box of stuff out and we put all the stuff up exactly where mm-hmm. it was last year. We get stuck in a rut yeah. and we just how use we the same things. break out of that? Yeah. So how do you encourage your clients to break out of this rut that we seem to get into? I think an invite an indi- uh, designer. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Indict a designer? No, that's terrible. <laughs> be able to invite, invite a designer, make a plan, and be able to try something new. I think we need to, you know, invite people to try something they've never done. Let's create maybe not a theme exactly, but find elements that are beyond what they've been repetitively doing over the years, and just make it more fun. I love what you said about how your grandmother rotates out her collections based on the season or the holiday. Mm -hmm. So we have several clients who do that as well. Even they go so far as to rotate out some of the art that they have hanging Mm -hmm. on their walls, towels and shower curtains. Mm -hmm. Um, You said, you know, I know people put red and green light bulbs in maybe their exterior lights to go with their, you know, exterior decorating schemes or they might change out um, rugs and pillows there are really easy decorative accents that you can buy now. And of course, because of the internet, they're more accessible than ever to be right. able to search for exactly what you want, like elf pillow. If mm-hmm. that's your thing, elves, then right. you're obviously going to be able to find those elements that will tie into what you love. But I think it's really important what Jennifer said is to, if you feel like you're in a, a decorating rut for the holidays and you're not sure what to do, it can help to have somebody guide you to help you understand what options there are. Now, I do have a question when it comes to Christmas trees, because, of course, I've been on Pinterest a number of times, and every time it comes around the holidays, there's the right way to light a Christmas tree and the wrong way to light a Christmas tree. Something about bulbs and you have to candles. Put them don't on use a... candles. Is that what we're talking about? Well, I think that's I'm getting a look that given. tells me no. <laughs> no, but there's like a certain way to string them or something, or you have to mix different sizes of bulbs. Do you guys do that, or is that just something that is out on Pinterest right now? I don't know. I think it's it's personal preference. I do think it's anything. personal preference, and what kind of a look you're going for? Do you want a cleaner, elegant? more cohesive look, or do you want a more heavily decorated look? Um, I've seen florist companies come in and decorate for country clubs, and they'll do a myriad of mixing what they already have and adding different elements that's new, mixing textures and colors, and layering is probably the biggest element. Okay. Maybe not a theme. It might be a color. It might be focusing on pomegranates or certain textures and 
certain elements mm-hmm. that they want to bring in that. So of all yeah. the things in this great big wide world that we live in that you could have said, you chose pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to explore I that. Feel there's a story there. Right? <laughs> Why pomegranate? Jennifer has a pomegranate a color- Christmas every year in her house. <laughs> It was a, it was a, it was something that I watched a, a florist use for a country club de- Christmas decorations gotcha. that they pulled. It's the color that they mm-hmm. wanted. Right. It was a specific color and size, and you could mix it into. They were putting large decorative bulbs and putting fruit and stars and different elements like in fake this. fruit, right? Yeah, so we don't want to have fruit fly swarms. No, that would be bad. Talk about that would be bad. That would be a whole other thing. <laughs> you got a halo right. around the tree. <laughs> Oh, that's fruit flies. <laughs> so it doesn't right. need to be purged. There is no right or wrong. It doesn't need to be all red and green, period, with the elves and Santa and snowmen. I mean, you can create a color palette that complements your interior, that complements your home on the outside and the inside. You can work with a design professional. And like Jennifer said, we have specific contractors that we use who come and you know set up the 15-foot trees at clients' homes and light them and decorate them. And they string the lights perfectly on the exterior if that's what you want. There's all kinds of different ways to do it. But you know, if you have young kids and Christmas is a really magical, spectacular time for them, then your decorating needs are going to be more geared toward making it fun for your children as a family mm-hmm. event versus maybe empty nesters who really just want a beautifully lit interior with lots of live garland, lots of fresh flowers. I mean, after all, it's, you know, you ha- we have our winter solstice. The days are going to be the shortest they're ever going to be in December. So bringing that light and that nature in um, just to get us a little bit less sad for the Michigan winter to come. <laughs> I love be really it. nice. And I love the bright color idea. I love uh-huh. Bright tropical mm-hmm. fruit, you know, um, pomegranates, centerpieces <laughs> with lemons and oranges. I mean, yeah. I have a I have a friend who does you know thirty or so trees in his condo, and um, each one is specifically themed, and it all works cohesively. Uh, you know, that's a more is more approach to decorating, mm-hmm. but it's similar for um, Thanksgiving, right? Like if you don't want to stick to traditional autumnal colors for Thanksgiving and put you know maple leaves all over your table. Just work with somebody who can give you other ideas. I mean, look at Pinterest, look at different catalogs, and try to find a cohesive way to pull it all together so that it works functionally for your specific holiday traditions. Well, I think there's something real to that. I think there's a point to that. And I do want to talk about that, but we're running a little short on time. Can you guys hang with us over the break and we'll continue this conversation? Yes, for sure. sure. All right. We'll be back in the studio with Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates. And me. And Dan. After (laughs) a quick break. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. We I'm are. Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And lucky for us, Jennifer and Andy decided to hang with us over the break. Yeah. Thanks for staying with us, guys, not bolting. <laughs> no, it's Thank great. You. I think you promised us lunch. So, oh man, and we bolted we the door. Did. So Th- that is they true. They did try to get out. Yeah, but there we're was holding them to go. hostage. We escape. Right, um, Andy. You were talking about color and making things coordinate and things like that. Having a plan. 
what about when people I mean, is your holiday decorating supposed to coordinate with your normal wall color? I'm thinking the color of the year is this pale pink color. How do you decorate for the holidays? Because in most people's minds, it's like, you know, red and green. Does that go with the pale pink? Can you make it work? Or do you step outside and try something else? I think it's a great backdrop. It's just a great, warm, soft backdrop color that allows you to do anything. I think people's matchy-matchy mentality has got to just step aside and just have fun. So they don't have to pick pink decorations no, for Christmas? No, I mean, you okay. can incorporate if you want to, but I don't think you have to. There's no rules for this. Okay. It's right. kind of try things. Experiment. Yeah, I think the idea of devising a plan for the whole home inside and out for holiday decorating to incorporate everything you want to enable it, like I said, to function. Um, so if you have to move your table and expand it into another room, right, you might not want to fill that room with holiday furniture and clutter. I mean, you don't want to make things more difficult. It's already a stressful time for many mm-hmm. people being around family and you know having to host events. And there's nothing like a deadline to spur somebody to want to suddenly redecorate their home, repaint right. everything. So... As you said earlier, um, you have to be realistic about the timeline uh, when you want to achieve those things. And also to be realistic about your budget and your goals. So you might not want to go out and spend thousands of dollars on new holiday decorations if what you have is fine and you can hire somebody to help supplement. But I don't think it has to be necessarily coordinated specifically with your existing home. It's temporary. It should be fun, like Jennifer said. I think you should be able to add whimsy and take out some of the stress well, about holiday decorating. Now is the time because it is temporary. Yeah, you know, for sure. Expand, go beyond what you normally might do, and none none of this is going to be stuck with you for long periods of time. That's true. Get rid of it and move it out and give it to somebody we'll else. Try it out. You might actually end up liking the colors, and yeah. you might want to pull them in once your holiday decorations go away. You never know. You never know. Now, I want to ask about the thing I struggle with the most in my house when it comes to this is we've got a nice fireplace and a mantle. And every year, the mantle, it just, you, it, you really want to decorate it and do something because it's just this iconic image, you know, the fireplace, the mantle. But every year, it looks the same. What are some ideas that we could do on a mantle to really mix things up a little bit? Well, I think the typical decoration is right lit garland. Um, with stockings, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Hung yeah, we like the ours with, with care. lights, not the fire. First of all, safety first, right? Safety so you first. have to understand whatever you put on your mantle needs to be able to withstand any of the heat that might escape mm-hmm. your fireplace for it. But I love, I mean, so personally, I would say you can't really ever go wrong with decorating a fireplace with lit garland. Um, I, you know, you can use ribbons in that garland as well to create <laughs> ornaments. You can hang. Um, you can do a mix of, of faux or real candles. Uh, I know some clients have picture frame stocking hangers. So you put each child's picture above their stocking mm. and it hangs from that frame. Um, I personally use our mantle sort of to collect all of the cards that we get from friends oh, and family. Okay. So it ends up being a sort of crazy overflowing, you know, three <laughs> huh. or four rows deep of just everyone's family photos, which okay, you, we so always get at Christmas. You've so. got Andy's popular. Friends. How about you? Yeah, I could have 
<laughs> really? A pretty small space could be allotted for my Christmas cards. Five cards, one send, from each kid? I send one to me. <laughs> oh, one to I don't you. know that Christmas cards would make it work for me. I don't think there's enough. <laughs> but I like that. People with friends might make that work. Jennifer, do you have enough friends to make that work? I do. I think that would work. Well, thanks for making me feel even worse. I thought maybe we'd be on the same page at least. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have very many friends. Yeah, okay. oh, it wouldn't work. No. <laughs> I'll send you one. You send me okay, one. Okay, we'll yeah. share. Uh-huh. No, I don't. I think you briefly touched on this. Centerpieces for tables, because I have seen some very extravagant centerpieces, but I feel like the Christmas table always needs a little something. You know, when you're entertaining, you need little something on there. Do you have any really great suggestions for our listeners? Think about proportion and scale. Mm -hmm. You want it to be appropriately scaled for the width and length of your table. So if your seven foot table goes to 12 for the holidays, you might actually need two centerpieces. Think about varying heights on the table, Mm -hmm. but you never want to make it uncomfortable for somebody to look across the table. So keep them below eye level. It also helps that people can see food and glasses so they're not more likely to knock them over. Um, and they can see if it's family style, what's being served for everyone. Mm-hmm. To that point, I love live flowers and I love live plants at the holidays. Mm-hmm. I think it's just. I like to put live animals. And live animals. Yeah, I like think. squirrels running around. Cage, I mean, that, a, cage a bird. A memorable. Oh yeah, I keep them loose. I free range them. Of course. Just train them to stay free in that area. Them. You might have to make sure they don't bite the guests if you're oh, going to They'll entertain. be fine. We <laughs> talked to a guest from Pest. Rose Pest Solutions, and yeah. they said that squirrel bites you don't need rabies shots for. Oh, good. In Michigan, they, at least. They told me that because I did get bit by a squirrel quite some time ago. and You had to get rabies yeah. shots. So if anybody attends my Christmas party and gets bit by one of my trained squirrels, <laughs> there you go. But you would use live flowers on your centerpieces. Flowers are a better option, I think. A little more controllable, A little probably. more controllable, good in color. I like but, the whimsy yeah. of the squirrels. But sure. I understand. I do. I so will get fake back. ones. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's part, squirrels. in part, it's the experience of uh, wowing your guests with the right layers of lighting and design with your table textile story that you're telling, um, you know, your flatware, your silverware, your glassware, all of that that can go into if you want to use. And I always say this. What, what's the point of having good china if you don't use it? Use it early. Use it often. Sunday brunches, formal dinners, informal dinners. I love to see a beautifully set china, you know, mm-hmm. bone china set, wedding set used at the holidays. It's completely appropriate. Um, that's what it's for. It's, right. you know, mm-hmm. I think that adding to that with different ways of making your guests feel welcome. So uh, one thing that I always love to do if I'm hosting a party or that I suggest to anyone who is, you know, create name tags, um, not name tags, what do they call Create the little place settings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Name hold, you know Name what I mean. cards. Give each individual seat, yeah, an assigned person. Right. Make sure to seat guests like you might at a wedding where you want to mix up people you think would get along at your table. Not like separate them. Seat them next to their spouse or seat children next to their parents, but if mix these it two up. people are fighting, put them right together. Right. So you know, you watch. have your, your the conversation going. Gotcha. Oh. It's a nice touch. And then use the back of those cards to write icebreaker questions. Um, at Christmas, maybe we always do a kind of high low. So, what was your high this year? What was your low? Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to sort of reminisce about 
how far you've come and what you're thankful for and what you're expecting in the new year. So you can use, you know, holiday dinners and get togethers that is cool. as like excellent times to have those conversations with everybody. So one of your highs for the year has to be right now. I mean the Repco Light Home I would Improvement think. Show. Um, Don't you, Jennifer? Obviously. I would agree. Yeah, it's an absolute high. Wow, that is so self-serving. <laughs> Not really. I think we're helping them, right? We made your lives more meaningful. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> On that note, yeah. are you done? I am all done. Uh, I'm going to take my train squirrels and <laughs> go to my set place far away in the corner of a garage somewhere. Uh, yes, that would be wise. Now, Jennifer and Andy, if anyone wants to contact you because maybe they need help planning their remodel for next year, not this year, as we've already stated, or maybe they, Andy, they just do want some decorating suggestions, how do they best get in contact with you? Thanks, Betsy. You can uh, reach us at 616-551-2168. That's our Grand Rapids office number. You can also visit our website, jenniferbutler.design. There you can review our portfolio, learn a a little bit more about us, and find out um, if we would be a good fit for you to help you with your design project or just your holiday decorating project. Jennifer and Andy, thanks so much for being in our crazy lives today. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Happy holidays. Thanks. Same to you. Now, when we come back, we're going to highlight my favorite roller frame. And you got to be a paint person, I guess, to have a favorite roller frame. Mm -hmm. But this is a good one, isn't it? It is. My favorite. It is. Well, see, we both have a favorite. Mm -hmm. And it's the same one. We're (laughs) going to tell you what it is. But more importantly, we're going to launch our Christmas contest. And you're going to want to hear about that because you're going to want to win that. Of course. All of that's coming up next. So stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Let's yeah. wrap this up, Betsy. We're at the last segment. We've got a great big contest that we want to highlight and explain and get people excited about. But right now, we want to talk about something that's maybe, maybe at first glance, less exciting. But if you right. do any amount of painting at home, or if you if that's your job, you know, as mm-hmm. a painting contractor, and you're not aware of the Worcester Sherlock roller frame, well, you need to be. Yeah, this is by far my very favorite roller frame. Um, and when I brought one out a few weeks ago, I have used them for years. When I came across it, tried it, I instantly loved this frame because it was so much better to work with. But when I brought one to you, you had had a past experience where mm-hmm. someone said, oh, this isn't very good and so you kind of looked at me like are you crazy (laughs) well yeah and we have to explain that so we'll explain the frame okay it's the worcester sherlock frame it's on the high end you know when it comes to frames it's premium definitely Mm -hmm. premium and the big thing that sets it apart there's a couple of things you know the construction is super high end so the metal shank Mm-hmm. that you know goes from the handle to the cover is thicker than you're going to find on a regular roller frame. So that yep. makes it sturdier, easier to control. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bend and wobble like right. the other ones will. It's got a handle that connects into the Worcester Sherlock extension pole system. Yep. And those extension poles, you can get a threaded end for them. So you can 
you know, thread mm-hmm. your handles on as right. you normally would with any extension pole, but they come standard with a bayonet clip, which is just a shaft that the cover or the roller frames slide right onto, and there's a locking mechanism. Mm-hmm. So they're, it's very quick to pull them on and off. Right. Much faster than spinning them and, you know, right. threading it in. Mm-hmm. So any number of those things make it different or at least better than a standard cu- cu- roller frame. Right. But what makes it unique from almost everything else out there mm. is the cage at the end. There's normally a metal or wire cage that holds the roller cover onto the frame. Yeah, We've all seen that. bows out, bows out in, in the, the center, center part. Yep. Right? And that's what grips the roller mm-hmm. cover. Yeah. And then you have to take it off when you're done. Right. This doesn't have that. It's got a plastic cylinder that doesn't bow in the center. That's right. very important. Mm-hmm. Instead, on the end, right where it meets the metal shank, mm-hmm. There is a spring tension clip. Yep. Right? It, yeah. It's all the way around uh, the cylinder. Yep. And you just have to look at a picture and mm. it'll make sense instantly. Yeah. But that's what grips the roller cover. Right. And it grips it better than that bowed wire cage. Yeah, it's not as likely to walk off of there like it is on the wire cage. Right. If you've ever worked with a roller cover for any extended period of time, a lot of the times as you're rolling, mm-hmm. you can see it start to slide yeah. off of the, the frame and then you got to kind of thump it back on and it gets right. to be a real pain in the neck. Yep. doesn't happen all the time. I've not had it happen a whole lot. Talk to people who do. Maybe mm-hmm. my technique is that amazing. <laughs> it could be. I bet. Uh-huh. But this will prevent that entirely. Yeah. Yep. And that's where I think you mentioned at the beginning that I had uh, heard a bad experience. Yeah. Well, what Betsy's referring to is I was working in the store at the Lakewood Repcolite, and I had a customer come in who was really frustrated because she'd spent the weekend with, you know, or a, a, a a segment of time, yes. not the whole weekend, right, right. but a chunk of time yeah, that was way too understand. long trying to get the roller cover off of the frame. And it mm-hmm. turns out they actually had one person from the story mm-hmm. holding onto the roller frame yep. and the other person holding onto the cover and both pulling in different directions, mm-hmm. like a tug of war. Yeah. And they couldn't get it off. Now, yeah. is that exactly how it happened? I don't know. That's exactly what I was told. Sounds like those little Chinese finger trap things or whatever, where you just exactly. pull and it makes it tighter makes and worse. It worse and worse. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's exactly how it went. That's how the story came to us. Right. And it really convinced me that, wow, these are definitely for professionals only. They're mm-hmm. not very user friendly. Right. And so I've had that lingering idea in the back of my head mm-hmm. for 10 years. Right. And you whip out this roller frame as we're rolling paint on projects for that color and design event a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I thought oh one of those and it was such a different experience (laughs) than what I had thought first off we got to talk about the ball bear or the bearings in the frame that keep the thing spinning smoothly Mm -hmm. and without squeaking that is the main key for me I cannot stand rolling out a wall and hearing that incessant squeaking that sounds like you're stepping on a mouse's tail or something yeah we have one like that and it you were drives using that. me crazy I was in an entirely different room with doors closed mm-hmm. and I could hear it it was driving me nuts it just it makes you grit your teeth because it's just that squeaking this eliminates that it is so smooth it also means that it puts the paint on more smoothly which I really like if you're buying high-end paint, Buy the high-end roller frame. Yeah, the whole thing, easy to work with, easy to control, snaps onto those Worcester Mm -hmm. extension poles like we talked about, but now we got to get to removing the cover. Yes. If it's a pain to remove the cover, Mm -hmm. then it's really, it's kind of a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. Turns out there is a trick to removing the roller cover from these. There is. And it's instantaneous. Yeah. All you have to do is find a trash can or a five-gallon bucket or something and give the frame a good whack right where that shank is. 
and the cover will slide right off. Yep. Pops right off and shoots off into your garbage and you're well, done. Well, I would One like whack. to say that's with this Sherlock frame. If you're using that wire frame, it can take four, five, six whacks before the cover falls off. And we did. We The other frame that we were using was a Worcester frame. Yep. But it was the step down and it had the wire cage. Right. And it took four or five whacks yeah. to get it off. And I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. It's just that's how it works. Right. And then you had this and I thought, okay. Mm-hmm. So I gave it the hardest. And, and it's got this really heavy duty shank so you can actually give it a oh, solid yeah. whack. Oh, yeah. And the cover shot right off. And then from that point on, I hit it with less pressure. Uh-huh. And... It, that's what it's made to do. One yep. single whack, cover shoots off. Yep. I mean, there's really no reason not to use it. It's nope. maybe three times as much as one of the really cheap ones. Yeah. But when you think about it, how long you hold on to a roller frame, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like brushes, which a lot of people just use once and toss. Right. This is something that you usually mm-hmm. keep and use from project to project. Right. This one, you drop the little bit of extra money right off the bat, you eliminate the squeaking. The covers come off easier than on even on the cheap ones. Right. They don't walk off as you're rolling. Nope. And you can click it onto all of the Worcester, you know, the extension poles and things like that. It's it's a no-brainer. And speaking of Worcester, we've actually teamed up with them for this year's Christmas prize package. Uh, they helped us pick some of the games from Out of the Box Games in Grand Rapids and Zealand. And, of course, what would it be without paint tools from right. Worcester. What Christmas is complete without right. paint tools? That is so right. pathetic. Yeah, well. Yeah. Most Christmases are just you know, fine. I have talked to people who are getting paint tools for Christmas and Actually, gift certificates. We have, and they're excited yes. about it. That's so, true. That's very true. Uh-huh. If you've got work to do in your house, yes, paint stuff right. is really, yeah, really see? fun. I was on to something. Yeah. So that's what we're giving away. We've got a ton of Worcester paint supplies, but also a ton of games. Right. Because we want it to be fun for everybody. Well, of course. And we've picked games that really, you know, my family has enjoyed over the last few years. We're a gaming family. We got into that a few years back, got sick of the video game thing, and wanted to do something as a family where we could interact, grabbed a few games. We started with one of them that's in this package. It's an older game, Marvel Legendary. It's a Mm -hmm. card game all about Marvel superheroes and villains. Right. We played the pants off that game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's sad yeah, and slightly we, scary. <laughs> yeah, that's a really weird. That's a very strange way to say that. Yes, it is. Ton of fun. We've got a bunch of games. It really the whole package totals about six hundred dollars worth of stuff. Right now, the easiest way to enter to win this prize package is to go to Repcolite's Facebook page, and there's an entry form, and it tells you all the ways you can win. Um, or you can also go to Repcolite.com, and there's a link that you can click on that will take you to our Facebook page. Right. Right. And like Betsy said, there's a number of different ways to enter. Some of them can be done every single day. Yeah. So you'll have to read that. Mm -hmm. Once a week, we're going to give you a radio code that you enter that, and that's going to actually give you five free entries. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a different one every week. Right. This week's code is Cottonheaded Ninny Muggins. I can't imagine why you picked that. From my favorite Christmas movie, uh Elf. Right. Go to the page and enter Cottonheaded Ninny Muggins for the December 7 radio entry. Right. If you want another way to enter, just go to any Repcolator Port City paint store, ask them for the code. The magic code. And they will give you a code at the counter that will get you 20 free entries. 20 free entries. And who doesn't love that? Just go to any Repcolator Port City paint store, ask them for that code, and you've got 20 free entries. The contest will end on December 21. We'll announce a winner, and Betsy and I will deliver the goods 
on the 24th. Right. It'll be a Merry Christmas for all. It will. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you make sure that this Christmas uh-huh. is filled with the most wonderful things ever. Paint. Right. And family fun. Of course. Right? That's what we're here fun for. Fun for everyone. Exactly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.